you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is Dan Hansis along with Mark Sessler, Chris Wesley, and Greg Rosenthal of the Around the NFL podcast. Hey, Dan. On the latest show, we talk about the biggest surprises of training camp so far. Look out and ooh, Stevie Johnson got a boo-boo. Check out the Around the NFL podcast at nfl.com slash podcast and on iTunes. Going to the hurry-up offense. Yes, hi and hello, football fans, and welcome to the Dave Damashek Football Program. As always, presented by McDonald's. Go get you some of that all-day breakfast. Joined in Studio 66 by... Oh, he's back. That means football season's just about back. Maurice Jones-Drew and fantasy guru Matt Harmon will say a proper hello to both of them in just a minute. But it is, in fact, time for the Andy Reid-style hurry-up offense. That means we're not going to hurry that much, but we'll try to get through some. Well, we're going to try to get through a couple of things. It's already on one. Maurice. That is awesome. What do we think about the Honey Badger's new deal? Let's start there. Maurice Jones-Drew. Check. I think it's awesome. He deserved it. You know, the guy can play corner, safety, blitz, stop the run. I mean, even when Todd Gurley was having his big runs against the Cardinals, Honey Badger was there to stop him. He's the best football player on the defensive side in the NFL. Whoa! No question. Do you want to hear what you just said and, yeah. and think it through? You're no, I, sure. I, no I, I don't need to think it through. I, I said Honey it. Badger, the best defensive player in mm-hmm. pro football. You got when you when you say things like that, you got to think about all what all he does though. He do, he can rush the pass. He does that. He gets sacks. He gets picks. He covers guys. He can return. I mean, the guy does it all. Uh, he can be in the box. He can play deep safety. He can play corner. Who now, else can do that? I, I'm not, I'm not JJ, I making an argument. I know a lot of people say J.J. Watt, but he can't do all those things. He only can rush the passer, and that's and that's a good thing. But this well, guy can, can do also, that as well. He also catches touchdown passes too, J.J. Watt. That's impressive when he does that. Yeah. I mean, I bet you if you put the Honey Badger on office, he'd probably do the same thing. Ah, but could Honey Badger flip over a 1,000-pound gigantic tractor tire? That I don't know. What does that have to do with football? At nothing. Harmon, how say you? 
Yeah, it's a good deal to see a guy, especially who really seemed to like turn his entire life around. It was yeah, fun. true. Yeah, that's a. It's good to see those guys get rewarded. So I, I like that. And yeah, I'm I'm with Maurice. He's a great player. Speaking of turning your life around, or a guy turning his life around, what do you make about Josh Gordon? What expectations, fantasy and reality, lay it on us? Well, I think the exciting thing about it is that it really should, at least in theory open things up for the entire offense you know he's a guy that I think defenses will have to respect in terms of what to expect from him though I don't really know what to expect because he's somebody we haven't seen play by the time he gets on the field it'll have been 22 months and he was fat the last time we did he was Romo like right there was already yeah those pictures was he Romo like well Romo looked fat in that picture yeah that was a pretty unflattering (laughs) picture from this weekend of Romo but I, I don't know what to expect from Gordon himself as an individual because like I said it's been a while since we've seen him on the field and you're right last time he was playing there were questions about whether he was in shape whether he was picking up the offense but from a fantasy perspective the only way I'd really be interested in drafting him in like the first eight rounds would be if I can properly insulate him and that's something that I've talked about throughout anytime we've talked about Gordon on our podcast or written about him if I go like wide receiver wide receiver wide receiver early in the draft then maybe in the sixth round range I'm thinking about picking up Gordon as my fourth wide receiver on a heavy team but I don't want him to be my two or three and yes we will dig in uh, hardcore a little bit on fantasy with one of the great pro football player slash fantasy gurus out there. Maurice Jones-Drew, you really are the OG of that, of of professional athletes like talking fantasy. Right? I just like to compete. That's, That's right. right. I love it. Hey, real quick, Harmon, which Gordon would you rather have, Melvin or Josh for 2016 in fantasy? Uh, Probably Josh. There you go. Ooh, wow. That's I don't, he is a fantasy guru, because if he'd have said Melvin, I would have just – No. Why? Why can't Melvin succeed in 2016, it's, uh Well, one, it, it's, it's a weird thing, but Wisconsin running backs don't – pan out well in the NFL. It is and it, weird. It's, it's weird to see that, right? And then two, he's coming off a micro fracture, which I had. I had a micro fracture surgery, and it's pretty tough to come off of. I think the biggest thing, though, he has to have rest. And after what he did last year, they're not going. They're not willing to rest him. They're going to try to get him back out there and get him going again. And that's where you can have those issues with that uh, lingering uh, effect. What about uh, Josh Gordon? What do you think happens with him in 2016? For me, the biggest scare, I, I, I saw a report that said he, like, pulled his quad or he strained he's his got quad. A calf injury or quad injury, yeah, something like that. Those are, those are uh, fatigue injuries, right? So when you come out you're not playing football for so long, you come back out and you have a strain, that lingers on as well. And so, yes, he's a dynamic player. I've seen him firsthand to dominate my defense when I was with the Jags in 2013. But um, is he in shape? And, and the shape, I mean, is his win, but is his body ready to handle cutting, sprinting, stopping, jumping, all that, what you have to do in a football game? The, you have the first overall pick in your fantasy draft this year, Maurice. Who's it going to be? You know, usually normally I'd, I'd, I'd say myself. But this is year two <laughs> I know, of me not sad, doing this. Dude. I know, it, it, it sucks. Um, I'm going to have to go later. Well, you're in charge of that. If you want to make a comeback, no one's stopping uh, you, fella. I'm, I'm cool. I like I like hanging out with you. Oh, I'm, I'm with you. I'm, that's I'm sweet. Cool. Sweet. Hold on. I haven't gotten you yet. We'll talk. No, well. No, I didn't I didn't think I, it was directed at me. I was oh, just saying it's oh, sweet for you, too. Oh, two. thank you. Yeah, yeah. No, we go way back. Oh, we got big news coming up in just a second here I'm regarding me go, and Maurice. I'm going to have to go Le'Veon Bell. Lavian Bell. What do I you think is going to happen? He's going to get – no one ever has their four-game suspension. I mean, you might get it knocked down well, you a have little to, bit. You have to read it. You have to read what it said. It said facing, which means there is no uh, determination. Is he having it or not? He's facing it. And there's a lot of guys that have faced a four-game suspension, i.e. Richard Sherman. 
who had his taken away. Hmm. Um, and, and a lot of guys, when you, you just have to read it. I mean, we all jump to conclusion when we see it. But I really sat down and, and kind of looked at it. It was like, all right, he's facing it. It, it happens. I, I still believe that even with that four-game suspension last year, he might have well, he played six games, and he still scored. He was one of the top scorers in those six games. He's going to get the ball. They're going to feed him. Uh, I still think he is the number one guy. Well, hypothetically, if he misses four games, what, who would you take number one? If you're willing to play hypothetical. Yeah, I mean – and then I'd have to either go Antonio Brown or uh, Odell. Hmm. I was wondering if you would go RB or or wide receiver there. I'm I'll a PPR you, guy Arman. though. Yeah, me too. No, I don't like that nonsense. Oh, come on, Chef. Are you you Join- were talking about some auction thing. On auction email. is the way to go. That's fantasy football for adults. That's advanced so fantasy. It is that, fun. It is way better. Who's the first overall pick? What's the savvy play? Wide receiver or running back? I think it's wide receiver. Mm. Just the way that the position scores right now, especially if you do play in PPR, uh, really the only running back I'd consider one overall is David Johnson. And there's even reports about, is he going to split time or is it going to be a series-by-series thing? But, yeah, for me it would be Brown. I don't mind Beckham at number one either. You, but What about Gurley? You say no to Gurley. We just forget about him. He's in our backyard. I, I do. I, I worry that playing in the Rams offense is not – a good thing uh, because it's not. Uh, they, are they going to score enough touchdowns for him to be a consistent scorer? He also wasn't involved very much in the passing game last year. And those things could change, but just at number one overall, I think it's too much. All right. That being said, start the show! <laughs> Damashek football program available on iTunes and at davedamashek.nfl.com. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Hi and hello football fans and once again welcome to the DDFP and once again we are presented by McDonald's. I said it before, I say it again. Go get some of that all-day breakfast. I'm taking some all-day breakfast. I don't even know what time we're going to get there, but it doesn't really make a difference because I can get it anytime I want. Me, Akbar Bajabiamilla, and there's word that maybe one Maurice Jones-Drew will even meet us at the Coliseum to kibitz with the L.A. Rams. They're back, Maurice. I don't know if you heard. Yeah, they're back. I'm excited. There could be a chance. Are you excited? Are, are Do you feel satiated with what you did on the gridiron in your pro football days? Or do you have a little feeling that maybe you're missing out a little bit on training camp right now? Yeah, I, that's one thing I don't want to do. You don't miss it? <laughs> no, nah, I don't miss training camp. Like You, you know what's funny, and, and I probably have to see a psychologist about this, but I have these these dreams about like some of the plays that I did, and it's not the good plays, it's the bad plays. It's like the drop passes or the misprotections, the fumbles, those things. And I'm like, oh. you know, and I wake up, and I'm like, oh, it's good. I don't have to do that anymore. I don't have to worry about it. But those are the things, like when you play for so long, that's what your mind and your body is. And it always happens like around August. Like I'll start limping a little bit. Things will start hurting. Because that's what my body's been used to the last 20 years. Well, we jumped in real hardcore on the Packers on the most recent DDFP. I encourage you, Nate Demand, that you go and dig that one up. Really good stuff with Greg Jennings, one of the high-end wide receivers of his generation. And he abided by the one and only Cardinal rule here in Studio 66. No jive. And he answered tough questions about Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre. And he was we- talking trash about AR, man. I, I don't Hmm. Wait, you heard that? You watched it? I watched uh, – did he talk trash here? Oh. 
So you're watching something else? No, no. This was a long time ago when he said it when he was with the Vikings. Oh, yeah, he yeah. was talking yeah. bad about Did you ask him about that? Oh, of course. We brought that up. I don't say? shy from did the he hard back, issues did he, here. Did he backpedal? Did he turn into Dion? Or? No, he said he stands by it, but that he's cool with it from where he sits. And we asked him who would you rather – uh, rank the QBs, rank Favre or Rodgers. I won't give you the answer. Go dig that up. And also we asked who would be more fun to drive across the country with, who's uh, who's more likely to go for his wallet if the three of you are sitting down to dinner, all those things. He answered them. Also, Aaron L- Nagler from uh, Cheesehead TV proved to be a gangbusters guest, and he will be back with us too. He tackled uh, the three big concerns for the Packers going into 2016, not the least of which their receiving core and Matt Harmon, of course, dig up his work. It's great stuff. Reception, Perception, the author of that. And what's the Twitter handle? At Matt Harmon? Yeah, at Matt Harmon underscore BYB. Unfortunately, I'm just kind of living with the underscore right now. The underscore's now. the worst. I know, I know. I can't I, stand it. When I, I have an underscore? It's bad. The underscore is a bad, a bad like look. It. It's confusing to me. How do you get it? Where do you find it? It's tricky. Are you kidding me? It puts, would, it's, it puts me out. I would like to know how many people, like percentage-wise, in the general public know what an underscore even is. I don't know. What do you mean, what it is? Like wh- where to find it on the keyboard? I, to what, what I'm telling yeah, you. Yeah, that's what I'm asking. You're, you're, you're like, yeah, I was going to say, you're, you're like 1990s with that laptop. We're all using <laughs> our cell phones now. I would love Catch to. Catch up to 2016. I, I like to have the big picture, you know, and I like to – I can search quickly Get on the here. iPhone, uh, the iPhone Plus. I we have, a lot, to, we have, have a lot to talk about. We have to talk about the best NFL triplets. Of course, this was made famous in the early 90s by the Cowboys, by Aikman, Irvin, and Emmett. And uh, over the last three years, we've been giving our triplet rankings here. And so we're going to talk about that a little bit. And we also want to talk some fantasy, as I already mentioned. But first, as we just as they just started to do a little bit, Matt Harmon, who is a new face to Maurice and vice versa. Why don't you guys were just getting to know each other a little bit for Maurice? I'll start with you. Initial impressions when when Matt Harmon walks in, he's got the the flaxen hair combed back. Uh, can, should I keep it 100? Sure. Yes, yeah, I like please. That. I thought he was like one of the predators that was going to come in and cut. I didn't know who he was. Yeah. But he's got he's got that cool long beard like a hipster. It is. It is. He is a hipster. You know, found out he's from Virginia. He loves your fantasy. No, he hates my fantasy. No, he, like, he doesn't like your fantasy opinions. That's right. I, in fact, as I was talking about the triplets with Matt Harmon just yesterday, and I asked him, you know, do, do you feel I have the receivers right? I said, well, Maurice Jones-Drew thinks this. And he said, I don't give a blank what why, Maurice Why do you have about. to use explicits when you use my – And I said, why would you say that about Maurice? He said, no, no, no. I'm not saying that about the individual. I'm saying that when I rank things, I just uh, – Yeah, it wasn't personal. I cut directly. out all other opinions. If it, if it had been anybody else, I would have said that. That's right. Would have said so, that about Dave. You know, Dave. I especially would have said about Sometimes it. when you're new here, you know, you just need to just be quiet and just walk the path. That's you know That's what, what we did. That's what I did. That's true. Har- yes. Myself and, and Ike, we walked the path. We didn't say much to anyone. Reese and Ike Taylor, low profile. They didn't say boo to anybody. Hmm. <laughs> we didn't stir up nothing. We didn't <laughs> yeah, stir up nothing. You didn't stir up anything. We didn't stir up nothing, Shaq. Hey, speaking of fantasy, Maurice and I, I don't want to let the cat out of the bag. Details will remain sketchy here, but I am pleased to say that you will be in September. Well, unless you don't like either. Like, Matt Harmon's not going to like this. And that's okay. He already doesn't like Oh, you. that is just not fair. <laughs> I am certainly going to. You will to not be a like guest. Him. That's how we do it. I, you know what? I would Ouch. like him to be a guest as a matter I'm petty, Shaq. <laughs> I told you not to take it personally. Me and Maurice, and I'm just going to leave it at that, are going to be doing something on NFL Network for your viewing pleasure. 
and uh, we're going to kibitz about uh, this, that, and the other. But I think a lot of fantasy will be discussed there. I think it will be awesome. I'm looking Just forward. No, to Matt it. won't be there. Matt Harmon Clearly is a I great one. I don't. You know what? It's a shame that there's a rift here, and hopefully by the end of this show, it will be. Uh, it will will have put uh, some figurative salve on that wound. Matt Harmon, one of the great fantasy minds out there. Like I say, reception perception is his. Uh, you know, his calling card, but knowledgeable about all things fantasy. Before we get to that, though, fellas, real quick, I mentioned, and you can go to NFL.com as of. Wednesday, I guess let's say midday Wednesday it should be out, Is uh, are my triplet rankings. This is the fifth edition of them. I've done them each of the last three years. And uh, spoiler alert, get ready. If you want to just read them clean, then, uh, then don't listen to the next couple minutes here. I have the Dallas Cowboys at number one triplets. That's Romo. That's Zeke Elliott running behind that great O-line. And Des Bryant, who... I feel like suffers a little bit from we, you know, what have you done for me lately? People sort of forget his dominance, but let's remember, Des Bryant, even when Calvin Johnson was in the league, was, I mean, Antonio Brown's the best wide receiver, but but Des Bryant, it doesn't matter what you do in terms of uh, right. doubling him, he is able, he can be blanketed on both sides and still go up and get it like nobody no, nobody else in the league. I, I, I Am just, I right here, Maurice? I think you put a lot of pressure on a rookie, you know. Um, mm. And no matter how good uh, Ezekiel Elliott will be, he's going to hit a wall, and that's something that we all we all see with rookies. And so, um, if we're talking fantasy purposes, um, yes, he I have him as one of the top running backs. We have to understand though, come November, December, he's not going to be running like. Did that he happen does. to you? Oh yeah, really? Oh, I hit, because you have to remember, as a rookie, you've been training since January or whenever his last game was, right? Mm-hmm. So you've been training this whole time around. You're going to get tired. And then you had the, the the stress of football, all the other stuff that comes with it. You know, you have people. He's just going to have a lot coming on him. And what ends up happening is at the end of the season, you just get tired. Hmm. And you don't have the same burst. And you, it, it, it may be the wall maybe lasts two or three weeks, maybe a week. I don't know. But he's going to hit a wall. And the key is how long will that wall take for him to get over it? And, and and or what can he get over it? And if he does, will they be back? And you know that's the question. Well, also speaking of backs, Tony Romo better not try to help uh, Zeke Elliott up over that wall, or he might throw his back out. He's an old man who is quite brittle at this point. So all hopes that uh, Cowboys fans have right now are predicated on this man who just uh, doesn't seem to be able to stay clean um, very long. And Tony Romo. And now, what, what, how old is he, Harmon? I think 30. he's 33 or 34. No, no he might no, even be 36. 36, 36 is what he is. Yeah, confirm. I was going to say 33, 34. Yeah, no, he's a, he's old now. He's but Zeke Elliott, right. from a fantasy perspective and otherwise, they do. And people ask, well, why did they go get Alfred Morris? Well, because they didn't know Zeke Elliott was going to be there for right. him. And that's why right. they, they signed him and they like Darren McFadden. But as it stands now, and Lance Dunbar, they can't go into the season with all four of these. I guess they could, but they're not going to have Alfred Morris just standing there, right? So I think – from a fantasy perspective, Zeke Elliott, everybody's over there, over the moon about him. But I think he's not going to have gangbusters numbers because they're going to give those goal line carries to somebody else. True or false? I don't know about goal line carries to somebody else, but the one thing that I think could hamper his ceiling would be Des Bryant's effect in the red zone. He's oh, yeah. probably the best touchdown scoring receiver in the NFL. Uh, he's never even had over 160 targets in his career, but he's been consistently one of the top scorers in fantasy because he's an elite threat in the red zone. So I don't know about goal line carries to somebody else, but maybe goal line throws to Des Bryant mm. could limit his ceiling. But I think the great part about Elliott as a potential first, late first-round pick 
is that he's got the best combination of ceiling and floor among running backs because you know he's going to get fed. They didn't take him fourth overall to not have him push 300 carries, and it's just a perfect environment for running back success. So he can have a great floor even if he doesn't necessarily have that great ceiling. And, you know, this all starts with the conversation, like I say, about those early 90s Cowboys, and now the Cowboys are once uh, again, at least according to me, atop that uh, that mountain. Um, but – what happens then, Maurice, in, you know, in, in, you know, some basic X and O here? What are, for all that ails the Cowboys defensively, and I really, I mean, every game they play, I keep saying is going to be 53 to 49, it seems like, because right. I don't know who they're going to stop, but I also can't figure out who's possibly going to stop that offense so long as Romo is healthy. Practically, what do you do if you have this dominant receiver who requires, no matter what, that you're doubling him, no matter what? And then, you know, Jason Witten's old and everything, but you know, Gavin Escobar, whatever. I don't I don't like Terrence Williams. I think they should they they, they would have done well to get another, somebody else. Yeah, they should have got a number two. It, it then just beat everybody sixty two to fifty eight would have been the strategy. But as it is now, if you have this home run hitter in the backfield, you have to pack it in a little bit because you don't want Zeke Elliott getting to the next level on you because right. he's gonna kill you. But then Des Bryant can kill you downfield no matter what. What are defenses gonna do to stop this offense? Uh you know they'll they'll roll coverage to Dez, which which and being like you could have eight guys in the box and still have the safety play over the top over Dez and have a backside corner kind of play the second to half. But I still think when you're talking about these guys and you're when you're talking about the Cowboys, that defense will be fine. And the reason I say that is because they're going to play cover two, and they're going to sit and play the soft coverage, and then they're going to let you drive the bend don't break, hold you on the red zone at three points, or let your quarterback throw a pick. And yes, they have they don't have the pass rush like we thought they were going to have. They have some young guys that can still go. They added Justin Durant as a linebacker, a fast guy who, who's been there before, knows their system. They have a decent secondary around it. They're just going to sit. A lot of teams are going to that now because they have these high-powered offenses. The Pittsburgh Steelers are one, right? They, they their, their offense is high-powered. Regardless if Le'Veon's there or not, they're going to be able to put up points. Their defense, on the other hand, is going to sit back and let you and force you to make the mistake. And so as long as Tony Romo, as you said, the key is Tony Romo. Yeah, sure. And it comes to everything. If Tony Romo can stay healthy, they'll be fine. But as soon as he gets banged up, and you have to put a Dak Prescott or whoever else is there in, it's going to be an issue. I actually don't hate the idea of Dak Prescott because at least he's a change of pace. I always like that. I don't like a guy. A, he wasn't in a pro-style offense. So it's a, know, it's but a, cut it's him a learning loose. curve. When he's a wild card like that and you don't know what he's going to do, you kind of let him go out there and play on instinct. And his, uh, I mean, you don't, they're not going to make the playoffs if he has to be out there in week two for the next 15 games. But right. I've always said, like that, him I've always said the backup quarterbacks I like when they have legs. Just That's just right. the ability to move around because I think you hear that sometimes. Like defensive coordinators take like three or four games to catch up to an offense's game plan. I completely abide and so by if, this. If you've yeah. got to win like just a few games with your backup quarterback, it's nice for them to move around. I mean, even Terrell Pryor, who's a wide receiver now, had some success against the Colts simply because he could move yeah so uh, what do we think about then the um, Harmon real quick and you can look at this again NFL.com the triplet rankings anything jump out at you that is wildly inaccurate either with an individual or with my triplet ranking I was surprised I am done with you wait a second what about what 17 for the Raiders what you want them higher up there I mean they have the, the the best triplet under 25 let me take a look. Carr, Cooper, we have the Raiders. Murray. What do you think about Murray? I okay. So I, we actually, me and Latavius had a long talk uh, over the summer about mm. some of the things that was going on, and I told him his because he's so what was tall. Going on? Well, he just he gets hit and he goes to sleep, mm. and he he does he's not protecting himself, and I, and and reason being is because he's six four. 
So he has to understand you can't run through the hole sky high. You have to drop your shoulders. But he's a home run hitter. He runs a 4-3. I mean, he has the ability to get open in space and, and run past guys. The key is you have to be able to protect yourself at all times. So remember we were watching the Pittsburgh game, and Mike Mitchell came and hit him. And it wasn't that Mike Mitchell, like, intended to hit him like that. He just ran into him. But because Latavius was so high, he didn't get low enough, he gets hit. And I said, that's the biggest thing where you have to protect yourself because a team – especially this day and age with concussions and things like that, a team's not going to pay you no matter how good you are if you have concussion issues. They'll rather go out and find someone else. I think Latavius is a guy, he's a he's a, a threat out of the backfield catching the ball. He's a big back who can do goal line carries, short yardage. And he can, I mean, he's, he's your every down back. He's what a lot of people want in the back. Granted, he's a, he's 6'4", he's a little taller, but. You saw him up close. He's good enough to be the every down back in the yeah, NFL. No, no question. I mean, uh, the, the thing about every down back, and people think it's a size, it's it's a ball carrying issue, right? So, for example, Ben Jarvis Green, Ellis, the law firm, mm-hmm. he does he didn't fumble, right? He's an every down back. As long as you can hold on to the rock, you'll be fine. Or you can minimize those fumbles, you'll be fine. Now, Adrian Peterson's a different guy because he does fumble a lot, but his his talent outweighs that risk, right? So the reward outweighs the risk. But with other guys, it's it's, it's can you handle the load, third, 300 carries without t- dropping the ball? If you can do that, we'll be fine. I, that's an every down back. I agree with that. Uh, you know, I always say when people want to get into that, Adrian Peterson or Todd Gurley or Levy and Bell in better days, who's the best running back? I will go Bell, and yes, I bleed black and gold, but I say Bell because he never fumbles. He's, right. he, he lost one fumble in his rookie season and hasn't lost one since. I mean, that you know, Adrian Peterson, That's... say whatever you want about all day being, you know, in the conversation for best running back ever, but he has now, for the record, fumbled away the two biggest games of his career. No, and, and it happens, and, and that's an issue. And so when you have a guy that, that drops the ball, it's funny. I, I got into a debate on my – I had this Madden franchise that I play in. A couple guys are in the league that are in it, and they we were talking about uh, the corner from Detroit getting the big contract, Slay. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's a lot of money. And no, I'm, I'm happy the guy got paid, but that's a lot of money for PBUs, like for pass breakups. What, what, does, that, what does that do for me? On defense, you got to turn the ball over. Get the ball back to me so my offense can get back on the field. Mm-hmm. You batting the ball down, this means you, you have another chance to go out there and be exposed. Mm-hmm. And so um, when I look at Adrian Peterson on the, or take it to the offensive side, offensively you don't want to ever give the ball back. You want to hold it and so that you can wear their defense down and put pressure on their offense. Now with AP, yeah, you'll get that home run threat, but every now and then he'll cough it up, and, then that, and that's an issue. Many ways to skin the cat and the old cliche about the only statistic that matters is the final score, but 1A is the turnovers, and that's a, that's a cliche itself. But it really is ultimately true, and never more so – I feel than than right now. I the defenses now you can actually look at the way these defenses are being built. They're going out there to get ball hawking players much more so than that. You know the honey badger for all his virtues gets the ball. You yeah. know I mean you look at the defenses that are successful now are turning the other teams over. The Broncos literally don't win the Super Bowl if they aren't scoring defensive touchdowns Absolutely. as much as they were last year. Harmon, Eddie Lacy. Where do you come down on him this year? And I also want to get your thoughts on that, Maurice, because Trent Richardson now waived by the Ravens. By the way, that's an ugly trend. Yaseel Puig of the Dodgers, once considered uh, to be a guaranteed Hall of Famer in his rookie season. Trent Richardson, so highly thought of. Now both of these guys just abject busts. Anyway, Eddie Lacy, is he going to eat himself out of the league, or is this just a one-year weight loss to get a big deal and then that's it? Uh, I mean, if we're going by the pictures, he looks really good now, of course. Um, you know, mad respect, I guess, uh, a year after 
getting yourself out of shape, you get back into it, sure. Um, in terms of his outlook this year, I kind of fall somewhere in the middle. There are some people that are writing it in pen that he's going to bounce back. There are others that just don't buy into it. I, I see the downside with Lacey, but I also see the upside. And just because I like running backs that are attached to good offenses, regardless of what you think about their quality of play. Uh, and I think clearly the Packers offense is going to bounce back this year with Jordy Nelson hopefully coming back on the field soon um, and Rodgers playing a little bit better and just everybody kind of falling back to their natural position, including Randall Cobb, who I'm really excited about this year. Uh, I think that the Packers offense rebounds and therefore Lacey rebounds at least a little bit. What do you, we think, uh, Maurice? Trent Richardson? I don't know what the issue is. and <laughs> I, I'm kind of tired of talking about him at this point. I mean, I assume he's taking his last carry in the NFL now, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, I thought it was in for him in Oakland. You know, a guy wasn't in shape, you know, didn't. And then I guess this offseason he got in shape and looked great. Um, and whatever happened with the Ravens, it, it happened. We all don't know why he was released, but to be released this early in the camp, something had to happen. It's time. I think he has to, you know, he might have some Go ahead, speculate recklessly if you want. What happens when when a guy gets cut this early? What ha- what what ha- he didn't get along with people? The coaches no. didn't like his attitude or something? No, I, um, either he didn't pass the the conditioning test or you know he got into. I don't. And a lot of things can happen, Shaq. I mean, there can be some some stuff where he just was the last, It was a numbers game. They needed someone else because someone got hurt. I mean, you talk about it, their first round pick still hasn't played yet. Yeah, how so bad? They're, yeah, deep at, they're deep at running back. Yeah, they too. got like seven of them. They have Forsett. They just drafted Kenneth Dixon. They took Buck Allen in the fourth round last year. They have Talia Farrow, who's played a little bit for them, and then mm-hmm. Terrence West, who is another guy that has bounced around a little bit. He's they, he's been he's. They said he's the most explosive player in camp so far. What's your prediction, Maurice, for Eddie Lacy this year? You know, I don't fantasy perspective. Top five running back. Top no, ten. No, I think he's going to split carries with Starks, and and, and that's going that's kind of where they're going to go with it. I think, um, you know, I, I think the Packers organization understand when when you have a guy with a problem, when you give him money, it's going to just enhance that problem. And so, um, this is his contract here. Guys like to do well on that, but I think again, they last year they saw how much success they had with the splitting the backs late in the year that they're going to go back to that. And then they're not, you know, so I don't, I think it's going to be a split again. I think it's similar in Jackson. We're going to have two backs that carry the ball about 150 times, 140 times. And, you know, they just want to get a running game. So Aaron Rodgers can get back to doing that play action, throwing the ball. Yeah. That's an interesting point because the Packers have had an up close look at this. Well, uh, since Eddie Lacy got to the league, I wonder if no matter what he's doing, if the pack, if Ted Thompson has already decided, well, we're assuming that this is it for Eddie Lacy. We're going to run him into the ground. I would be uh, – uh, your James Stark's point is well taken, except that they might look at it nihilistically and just say, we're not keeping Eddie Lacy. Let's just pound him into the ground here because right. he's our best option at running back this year. Where they should make more use of Starks is like in the screen game. They haven't really ever had a good pass-catching running back, and I thought there were plenty of times when Starks looked good on screens last year and they just never really made good use of him. He's also a pretty good pass blocker too. All those things I would think Starks would make use of, and I think this is – I despite the fact that Check led in with this whole I don't care what you have to say, Maurice, that's not completely true. I think something I just that like I, to make I, people I, feel uncomfortable. I, of course, and I'm, I don't feel uncomfortable but I think we're all feeling good. Here. All right, I'm now I, all right, challenge <laughs> challenge. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I think one thing I'd, I'd ask you, like, because this is something I've been working in my head, is like he was so heavy last year, clearly out of shape, and now I mean he looks great, but it's kind of a, a chore on your body to change that quickly. And do you th- no. is, it, is it not at all, or no. am I way out of left field? Not, not really. I mean, I would, I could, you know, there's been times where I gained weight in the off season because. You know, you carry the ball 400 times, you touch it 400 times, you have to rest. And then, you know, my body type, I go up, obviously, but 
I would get back down to like 210. And it's not a chore. I mean, it's just – it's. Really? That doesn't fatigue the, the body at It's all. not – I guess I'm maybe not phrasing it the right way, but, like, does your running style change at all? Does, like, the way you no. take punishment, is it different at all? No, I think for him – I think for him, the biggest thing for him was he just wasn't quick enough to get through those holes last year. No, mm-hmm. not and, and And so even even – if he went out and he does has a great year, I think the Packers still, and most GMs always do, in the back of their mind, they're thinking, okay, if we pay this guy. And I remember the GM told me, like, if we pay you, what's going to happen? Are you going to work harder or are you going to just be content? And so when you have a guy the year – and they don't look to pay you your contract year. They look to pay you the year before. They get you cheaper. Well, you, you were, you know, 280 pounds, whatever it might have been. So I think for Eddie Lacy, hopefully, he, you know, he understands that you can't eat yourself out of this league. And and if he can go out there and, and put together a decent year, they might give him a two year deal or mm-hmm. they might try to lock him in, but they're not gonna pay him that, that big money because again, this is this league is starting to turn to a two back system. If you if you look at every team, everyone I mean, look at Seattle, they drafted three backs. You lost one, you brought you brought three in. I mean, teams are starting to go to that because at the end of the day, they need someone fresh in December. Oh, man, I could. I, I, there's so many questions that this is raising just about running backs. Real quick, though, Matt Forte visited us here in Studio 66 just a couple That's of weeks guy. ago. That's my friend. Walking, I saw him walking in the hall. That's the reality. Matt Harmon. You're a young fella. What are you, like uh, 17 I, or so? I just turned 25 today. 25. Uh, is that right? It's your birthday? These are babies here. It's Happy his birthday. birthday. Happy birthday. Yeah, That's thanks. terrific. I'm not really a big birthday person, but I appreciate that. Well, I, you're not a big birthday I had a, I had I don't this is a, one of the theories in in life that I people just don't understand but I had a lot of friends growing up that were one of those like it's my birthday month it's my mm-hmm. birthday week and I just found that so kind of obnoxious that now I'm just like no it's my birthday you know we'll go out and have a few drinks and all that and and that's it I don't really I don't really Do you hear this guy? I don't get me. No, I, I don't I, Hey, check. I'm still 29 cuz I haven't celebrated my 30th yet. <laughs> I, I <laughs> You feel me? <laughs> Mark, Marcus Grant made a great point that because uh, I said we were emailing back and forth about what we we're going to do tonight, and I said name you know, drop, name drop, ding. Well, you yeah, <laughs> a little bit. Um, so he was like, he's like, so what are we going to do? And I said, well, you know, I don't really require a lot of uh, extra attention on my birthday. He's like, yeah, that's because you require so much regular attention on all the other uh, four days, and that's <laughs> probably accurate. Bing. That's a Marcus joke. I got that joke. Yeah, there you go. Um. Well, yeah, 25 was hard on me, too. Was it? Well, because I don't know why. it. I, that was one of the most devastating birthdays of mm. my life for me because it sort of set into me that seven years before I was just 18 years old. And think about where you are when you're 18. You're leaving home. You're going off somewhere. You feel – I mean, that feels like – the sea change from 18 to 25 is massive, but you want to talk about a big change in one's life. Seven years before that, 18 to 11, you're just a little kid. You're just barely change. lucid. Like you're thinking too much. You're thinking, I, I, you know, my 25th That's... birthday was hard because I was just coming off a of knee surgery and I couldn't really <laughs> do much. But, hey, when I turned 26, it was 2011. It was the best year of my life. Is that true? It was. So best year. maybe some good stuff coming up for you, Matt Harmon. Happy birthday, fella! Appreciate that. What can we do to help you celebrate? Ah, uh, we can. We're going to. We're going out to drink later. You want to come? No. no okay. No. Well, what about? Why don't you invite Maurice? I, I don't. I, I quit that. You don't booze anymore. Nope, I stopped. You well, don't you have can, a drink. You can nope. stand and hang out. Only water. Do you feel that that is uh, what's wrong with Yasiel Puig and or Trent Richardson? Do people mm. what? 
Because we talked about this, Maurice, when you weren't here about, well, when the Levy and Bell news broke and then Josh Gordon um, was, uh, you know, his suspension. Well, I guess he's down for the first four games. I feel conflicted because I get it on one hand. And we talk about Eddie Lacy. Um, and, you know, it seems irresponsible that you can make millions of dollars if you just don't eat or right. you don't burn tree. Right. But then on the other hand, burning tree is going to be legal in our country. So you're going to shut guys down in the middle of their career <laughs> for something that in six months or in three years, everybody in in the 50 states will legally be allowed to do. I think it's a little bit like the untouchables almost. I'm, o- I'm almost, I, the thing that always stuck in my crawl watching the movie, the untouchables is the fact that like, yeah, all right, Al Capone, bad guy, killing everybody. Yeah. Not, not a good guy. And Elliot Ness, Kevin Costner, they're the good guys. But then again, like, uh, just booze we're talking about, right? Well, back then it was – I think more than anything, we all have issues. And sometimes you, you have to have – you know, there's different ways we deal with them. You have to deal with them in moderation, right? So, you know, for me, I, I, I would drink, and I would, I would do it in moderation. I would do it on, like, Monday nights when I had Tuesday to recover and do all that. You know, um, never been a big burn tree guy. Been around a guys, a lot of guys that do it. Um, but you have to do it in moderation. Again, I mean – the NFL only tests for it once a year. Now, if you get in the program, that's your fault. And now right. they go test you whenever they want to. I've had I've talked to NFL players who call it the idiot test. Oh, because if yeah. you fail it's it the first test. time, you know when it's coming. Yeah, it's a stupid so there's test. no reason that you would ever fail that. Right. And and so you you have that, but again, you again, moderations with everything, especially, you know, I tell people and this is something my agent taught me was like whoever you are before you have money, you're going to be bigger, whatever that is, when you have it, right? So if you like to burn tree, as you say, well, hey, you give a guy $50 million, he's going to try to burn all the trees, yeah, right? right? If you're a big drinker, whatever it may be. And so um, for me, you know, I'm a video games guy. And so for me, that's just kind of where I went with it. Um, but it's just, it's just, again, moderation. I think that's in life, though. You can't just – I just can't booze all the time. That's why I said, like, I stopped for, like, you know, I'm going to try to stop for a while and, and try to, like, get my body back and those type of things. But, you know, I may have a drink here or there, but I'm, I'm going to try to stop because if I keep – I feel like if I keep going, you know, I'm just going to just keep going, going, going. And so I don't want to do that. Well, Matt Harmon's going to go out. He's going to ignore that. Drink advice. all the water for and the it's will. It's not going to be in moderation tonight. There's going to be leftovers in that – in that uh, thick beard of his, tomorrow you're gonna you're gonna find remnants. I had a beard. So that would not be the first like time. That. Now you couldn't grow a beard like Harmon. I tried. It, it wasn't close. All right, let's oh. talk about uh, some fantasy. Oh, oh, here we go again, guys. It's that time once again. It's our surprise random game show. All right, I love ready? the game show. Let's do it. I'm always ready to compete, fellas. Right, so today we've got Matt Harmon, fantasy guy, MJD, former behind the glass producer Kent Brown comes up with the subjects for the fantasy or for the uh, for the game show, and last week he embarrassed himself in oh, the no. show by asking, "What are the twenty most visited American cities by vacationers?" Wow, who cares? I mean, what, what, that, that, that's a pretty deep, good one. Kind of, que- I like talking 20, about like all 20. manner of things. I, 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 a lot. I fielded questions this this morning on Twitter about fruit, and let me tell you something about fruit out there right now. By the way, the the state of fruit in 2016 is shameful. I, I mean, I, I've hailed the deliciousness of our produce in America can, the can last we get couple to the of years. Hot, We're getting to it. Hot fruit me, takes I, I We bottomed out this uh, last night when I had a white peach, as dependable a fruit as you can get it in is. the 21st century. Or a nectarine. It was 
It was gross. It was mealy and terrible. Let's go, watermelon. Let's go, strawberry. Let's go, red grapes. The door is open for you. Shecky Awards. Green grapes. No. Oh, are we doing the uh, pie-off this year? Got the pie-off. Oh, my goodness. I can't wait to win this You're going to do something this oh, year? Oh, we're going we're gonna, to. Don't gonna, go to us. The last year. I'm not going to do that because I didn't know about it. Y'all threw a sprung on me too late. I got some. I got a secret weapon coming in. Is that this true? Year. Lying in for it. Oh. Just for oh. it. <laughs> Big dollars. Very Let's exciting. Go. All right, go ahead. What's the trivia question? All right, guys. So today's trivia is has to do with running backs and stats, just to appease here to our birthday boy and former Pro Bowl running back. Mm. Why did none of these questions ever suit me? Why are they always more about Maurice, Matt Harmon? He loves his fantasy stats, so he's going to be up to speed oh on the number. Goodness. All right, go ahead. There is a stealer in the answer. That's okay. where you come in. Franco Harris. So you can get one. <laughs> Franco Harris? No, go, no. just go. That's, that's, his the, of, right. that's his official guess. Yeah, exactly. Now, okay, guys, so here's what we got. So last year – there were only three players in the NFL to rush for at least 1,100 yards. That's the benchmark we're going with. 1,000, too easy these days. 1,100 yards. MJD, we know you broke that mark three times during your career. Ooh. So there are currently 23 players that have rushed for at least 1,100 yards in a season. How many out of those 23 can you name? Wait, give it to me one more time. I got time. it. No, I got give it. Me one more, I go give first? it to me one more time, though. I want to go get first. That. I want to yeah. understand the question. Adrian Peterson. Basically, it's how many current running backs have ran for at least 1,100 yards in a season. All right, Adrian Peterson. I said Adrian Peterson. And you only have to do it one time in your life. Correct. It's going to get hard. They, they have to be active right now. Yeah, Adrian Peterson. That's one for me. There we go. Check. No, Harmon's next. Doug Martin. Oh, that was easy. You went to the like you're wait you was wait for him. No Go way. Ahead, check. I don't know, I'm out. Now, Chris Johnson. Duh. Uh I'm gonna go with Alfred Morris. Ooh. Oh, little free there. You like that. That's nice. Uh huh. Go ahead. Young you. D'Angelo Williams. He did have 1,500 one, one season. Yeah, D'Angelo's on the list twice. He's done it twice. Okay. Go check. I don't like this question. Why? I'm, I'm really freezing Just here. Don't. Re- don't. Ar- Arian Foster. I was going to say him. Justin Forsett. Thank you. You don't have to, you don't have to say yep. I know it. <laughs> this is what I do now. What do you know? This is what I do do. I got another one just sitting right I got, here. I got, I got one, one in the back I, pocket right, that I, I'm going to throw out. This I've got a couple. I'm, I'm now. I, I froze for a second there, but I've. I've he been doesn't able know. To Sean McCoy. My... I'm waiting for you two to stop. Uh, waiting right. for us to. Now that's an insult. Go ahead. I'm going to go I with will. Frank Gore. Duh. Let me. You don't Seven have to insult my answer. Frank Darren. Darren McFadden. That was the yep. one I just had yep. written down there too. Matt Harmon. How many have we gone so far? Demarco Murray. Ah, that's a good one. That was easy. That. They're not all easy because you didn't <laughs> okay. say them. So far, you guys have got a. He's trying to get in your head when he three. says that. I'm gonna go with Eddie Lacy, Matt Forte. Yeah. Ah, I was gonna say. Oh, real quick, that's I know. Here's a little. Here's our little friend. halftime entertainment. So Matt Forte was in here. He's your friend, and that's we were talking about. 
your best friend. Yeah, and we talked about that, that he's a best friend of yours yes, and everything. Yes, he is. And while we were having a conversation about you, I complimented him because he really looks svelte. Like, it looks like he's really been working out a lot this offseason. And I let him know. I said, hey, you look terrific. You lost some weight. And uh, listen to that conversation real quick. You look fit to me, more fit than the, you were the last time I saw you. Is that, am I right? Yeah, of course. You lightened I've been, up. I've been, uh, I've been training, you know, going into training camp and – I think the last time you saw me was uh, probably, probably around the Super Bowl, right? Yeah, I would guess so. Yeah, yeah. you. I mean, you legitimately look. So you lost the weight, and uh, your good friend Maurice Jones-Drew found it. Well, he, he took it from me and, and a lot of other people and put it on himself. So. <laughs> so, so he made it seem like you – seemed like he was taking a shot at you when he said that you picked up that weight. It happens. <laughs> it's rough. Boy, that's a good friend. You're a I don't know about him, but I know you're a good friend, Maurice. You're not you're not raw with him, huh? That doesn't hurt your feelings? It hurts real bad. <laughs> but it's okay. Are you going to call him? Nope. You're not going to let him know I'm about gonna, that it I'm hurt gonna, your fe- feelings? I'm just not going to talk to him. When he calls me, I'm just not going to say anything. I'm not going to oh, answer. I'm sorry. I'm busy picking up uh, weight, apparently. That's right. I'm, I'm too I'm, busy to pick up. Yeah. Can't pick up the phone. I'm busy I'm, picking up weight, that's friend. That's exactly right. Pal. Get me right on the top of the head, Jack. <laughs> More trouble started. I, I see. I, I can't feel. Uh... Why are you over there? Quit working. Yeah, I know. Oh, go I got ahead. my answer. All right, right go, go ahead. Are this on you, Jamal Charles. Ooh, that's a good one. Four times for Jamal. That's a real good one. Oh, this is it's getting rough. It's man. not getting anything. That's fine. I gotta just keep thinking of, of players. I think I've got a deep one, but oh, man. how many names are there? There are twenty-three total. Twenty-three. Nine more to go. That all seems like a lot. Levy and Bell had to have done it. That's where I was going to go. I, I was stumped by that because he said – because, well, I got tri- tripped up there because Bartlett said a Steeler is on the list, and when D'Angelo went, I thought, well, wait a second. Who's the running back for the Bengals that fumbled in the in – the, uh, No way it, uh, does that count. And what's his name? I can tell you his name, I but it doesn't count. Jeremy I'll, Hill. I'll, there you go. Bing! Let's go. Wait a second. Did you say the name to him? No, nobody said it. I came up with it. I had to think. I was going to say Jeremy Langford, but then I was like, no, that's not. That's Chicago. Uh, I don't want to go with my reach one right now. Go with your reach. Go with your reach. Cheeky Barber. Yeah. No, no, no. no. (laughs) Um, T-Mobile. Yeah, Todd Gurley. Right. That's not Todd to say Todd Gurley. I said T-Mobile. Well, yeah. As soon as we finish this game, I want to talk about Todd Gurley. Okay. But first, let me give you another name to add to your list. I'm thinking about it now. Can we get a timer on this? Yeah. There's no timer on it. There's so, nothing to time. Oh, my goodness. This is going to be all day show. Delay a game. The correct answer is Steven Jackson. He's not active. Is he, he still is active? Still active. He's oh well, he's not on a team. Uh, How is he active? Uh, 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 oh my goodness! Oh, that's a good one. I got one for you. I'm gonna come up with another four times for Steven Jackson, Thank but you. he's not active, so that doesn't matter. Thank you. Uh, Tell him that at camp. He's over off at camp, sweating it out, Maurice. No, he's five more to go. Yeah, five more. I I, I want to say this guy's name, but I don't. I think he's close, but he didn't do it, so I can't say that. Mark Ingram. Mm. Nope, never nope. got to a thousand. Never got to a th- it was either him or Chris Ivory. I don't think I don't think Ivory got there either. Yeah. Well, now you can guess all you want when it's your turn again, Maurice. So you're out. I'm now. out so now because so you, you guys cheated. Because I can throw out a name that I can throw out a name that a guy's not on the team and active. 
Yeah, so Marshawn, he hasn't filed paperwork, has he? he hasn't exactly. Oh, he's retired. He's uh, not a camp. officially retired. Oh, he officially retired. He has filed the paperwork. Oh. No, he didn't. So wait a second. So. It's a three-way tie unless I get an answer here. Go. All right. I'm going to look through my rankings. Pressure's on. Oh, no. No, I'm not, oh. I'm not. I was just teasing you. I was over Maurice. here going through the, the – I was just making a, a, a fun funny. joke. Thank That's you. That's it. When it's time for me to get serious, though, I will. And when I get serious, I'm going to give you a name. And then you're going to say Dave Smart, not like everybody says. You're stalling, and that's not going to work. You sure it won't work? Positive. So far, it seems like it's working beautifully. They had to restart the music for God's sake. It's ridiculous already. I'm going to go. Can I give you a name? I got one I really want to know if it's right or not. I... I don't remember how many yards he had. I'm going to go with Devonta Freeman. Nope. 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 Lamar Miller. Oh, hold on. You guys are all back alive now. Oh, are we? So there's Maurice's answer. Lamar Miller. Who are you going with? What was that? Lamar Miller. I think he got it. Oh, Lamar. Oh, I already know who it is. That's my fault. I messed up. This is the one I don't want to. I don't know if I'm right. Reggie Bush. Yeah. Yes, got he it. led the league in rushing. What? Oh. Didn't he lead the league? No, or no, no, no. He that was in Miami. He had a thousand. He was. Yeah, I didn't know if he got to eleven hundred or not. So well, now I have another back on you again. Steal. Well, 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 there's got to be some old bum in the league now who used to be good. I mean, who else? There. Did Peyton Hillis ever officially retire? <laughs> I'll take a shot. That it's Jonathan Stewart. Nope. Oh, I'm an idiot. Wow, really? Damashek seals the deal. Wow. I don't. That's hard because I feel. I feel like I feel. I think it was in 2000. Was it? Was D'Angelo there? Yeah. Yeah, we said D'Angelo. Because I'm saying, was he there in Carolina? That was was tripping me up because he didn't get to a thousand last year with Williams. But I think it was in the 2011 season. I want to. Here's the other names. 2009. Other names: Ahmad Bradshaw did it once. Ryan Matthews. Ahmad Bradshaw is not. He's active. Ryan Matthews once. Oh yeah. Stephen Ridley once. Oh my god. And forgot he was still in existence. CJ Spiller. Those are listen. Never would have got those guys. Yeah. Fred Jackson never did it. Is nope. he considered he a roster a, guy? Uh, I feel I feel a little bit bad about that. Like I don't even know that I fully 100% deserve it since just before I was buzzed out, Kent Brown whispered the answer in my ear. So I don't know Did if that you? can count. I don't oh. Know. What, what oh, do think? my that count? I think it should. One. I think it no. should count. It's called it's called uh it's an asterisk. Home, home court uh, uh home field cooking. Home cooking. I like how they cook that game up as running backs for Maurice and stats for me, and then Sheck's the one that wins it on the asterisk, of course. I don't know asterisk nothing. I think it, Barry it's. Bonds. I think it's I'm a man. Calling you Barry. It's Bonds. a man of honor who admits what just happened. I just sure. admitted it, and for Barry, that I'm Barry a champion. Too. I'm a champion of all. No, Barry never admitted it. That's the difference. <laughs> all right, now let's talk about Todd Gurley, and I'm a little surprised, Matt Harmon, because to me, here's the thing to remember. If you buy, and it, it it's in the 21st century, as knee surgeries have gotten, they've gotten better at the quick improvement. We've seen Adrian Peterson and Jamal Charles and many others bounce back more quickly than another generation would. But still, Todd Gurley had a bad knee injury at Georgia. Then when he got back on the field early last year, he exploded. 
if the logic stands that he'll be even better this year, then right. what's not the love going into going into year two for this guy? I, I just think you have a new quarterback, right? And and, and that's going to be difficult. Um, I know, but isn't Nick Foles or Case Keenum was yeah, that was that enough to draw have, the attention? You of don't the have defense? a new quarterback, and Kenny Britt was your number one wide receiver last year. You know, I just don't think that they have a guy to help lighten the box. Now, yes, he still ran well last year. I think he has a chance to do it later on as the, the quarterback and the receivers get on the same page. But early on, I think they're going to see eight, nine guys in the box. And and you have to have a special offensive line to handle that. Um, and, I, I mean, granted, you know what's funny? Their offensive coordinator, uh, Coach Boris, was with me in Jacksonville when we had in 2011 when we had to face eight, nine guys in the box. And so he understands how to attack those. But still, your offensive line has to be special and able to block and let guys go free and know which guy not to block and try to create lanes. So I, I think he has the ability to do better. And obviously, you know, he, what well, he should do better because he, well, he missed three games last year. Mm-hmm. But still, it's going to be difficult. My problem with, with Gurley, and, like, this is a, a general problem with, with fantasy and especially the running back position. Like, there are some guys that are just too good. And I think he fits that bill. You know, the, they break all the rules that you set for themselves. Like, and even last year, like, coming off an injury, playing in a bad offense didn't matter. He was just, you know, he was just too good. And he played well. And he played well. Uh, this year, I think the point about the quarterback change is well taken. I wouldn't just write in pen right away that Jared Goff is going to make the offense better if he even starts week one. And it does sound like that's a little bit more of an if than than it was maybe assumed on draft night. Uh, down the stretch, he only had one game over 100 yards in the last five games. He had. Can we attribute that to the rookie fatigue? No back? question. That was a rookie yeah. wall. For sure. But I still think that he just has a lower – weekly floor maybe not a season-long floor than some of the other top backs I think guys like Lamar Miller David Johnson Ezekiel Elliott I'm scared I'm scared of Lamar Miller and David Johnson I I guess so but because they're both involved in the passing game I think that gives them a better weekly floor than a guy like Todd Gurley but see I think I think you're gonna start seeing Todd Gurley catch the ball more this year. I hope I hope so because you gotta remember they change offensive coordinators in the middle of the year Right, so you think about that. You have a guy that comes in the what the last seven weeks because he wasn't getting the ball enough. So they find well, they're trying to find ways to get him the ball. I think you'll see more creativity where he'll catch the ball. But it's, it's, it, when you're in the league, it's you know I think Warren Sapp said it, and it's one of the things he said that I kind of like one like one of the only things right. But he said like the the fastest uh, adapting adapting organ or. Uh, organism organism or, or yeah whatever it was is the NFL defense, mm-hmm. and so. Obviously, when you watch, you see things like the Wildcat came and the QB option and all those things came, and then they're gone, right? And so with Todd Gurley, the issue is how can we stop him? Now, they're going to load the box. We saw the Packers tried it. A lot of teams tried it. It didn't work. I think you'll see guys doing different things, throwing at them, just trying to mess up their, their blocking scheme. Yeah. Well, if they can uh, if they can hold on the hold off the on-rushing uh the pass rushers there, Kenny Britt and Tavon Austin. Austin, talk about hybrid guys. Yeah. Weird split on how right. many ca- – he had 52 carries last year. I think he had 52 carries and 52 catches, or, or they were very close. Yeah, as I was doing that, that was Sleeper. one of the weird stats that jumped out at me. 52 carries for for uh, Tavon Austin. All right, listen, so much to kibitz about between now and the start of the season from a fantasy perspective and beyond. In the meantime, Maurice – what a pleasure to have you back in the Shaq, fold. It's been too long. It's been like six weeks since we've seen you. 
football is nigh, everybody. And Matt Harmon, your birthday is here. Go have a good one. I'll do my best. I think he's I been on this planet that. 25 years. Chef. I know. Have a great time tonight with the uh, with the younger fellas out there. If Mar- if you want Maurice to join you, he'll sit there and have a water. <laughs> I'm not going. And I don't think it. so after after a rough start today. Well, you had a rough start, but I think we I think the building of a bridge has begun at least. You know, Sheck is and it I have, finished? I, no. Last year, one of my first at years. At least I know you work here. There's some people that work here that I didn't know worked here. Well, see, you mentioned the first year. I've been here a year now, and just you keep your head down. You don't you don't let your make yourself. Are you were you haven't been here a year? Yeah, he was here last. Yeah, he was here last year. I didn't see him. Well, just because you didn't. Now you're making stuff up. Well, I go out as the champion of of our surprise game show, Mad Harmon, Mad Harmon underscore BYB BYB. Maurice Jones Drew. I don't care about the music. You play the music all you want. Maurice, you have to go though. What's your Twitter handle again? At Jones underscore Drew32. Oh, it's too weird. All right. Well, listen, big news coming. Uh, We'll give you more details as uh, the season approaches, but uh, exciting times to announce that uh, me and Maurice and some other people who will announce on the way to your television screen this autumn, talking football and more good stuff too. Stay tuned for all of it. Subscribe to the DDFP. And beyond, we'll kibitz with you later in the week. In the meantime, thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. Now you can play the music. There you go, kid. I love it. Da da da. I beat Matt Harmon. Good. Harman. Stewart was the correct answer to win the game. Kent Brown. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. You ever get that feeling like the concrete jungles closing in? You crave wide open spaces, the chance to chase your own dinner, or just breathe clean air. Well, listen up. There's a whole world out there waiting, and finding your piece of it just got easier. Head over to Land.com. They've got ranches, forests, mountains, you name it. Search by acreage, price, location. They've got it all. No matter what kind of wild dream you're chasing, Land.com can help you find the ground to make it a reality. So quit dreaming. Head over to land.com, find your open space, and get out there.